0: is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
1: All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline, Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow, Clutch City Cam. And we got the big game coming up in a week, and we're talking about some prop bets and... Man, that's that's where all the fun is for these Super Bowls. These lines are pretty sharp, but you can get down with some of these prop bets, and we're going to get into a couple of them here. And this is one I, I was kind of digging on. It makes a lot of sense after reading this article. So it looks like the coin flip, right? The team will call which side of the coin in the pregame flip. And this article makes a lot of sense that you should be betting heads on this one. And the reason for that is is the team captain, Matthew Slater, for the Patriots – He always calls heads. That's like his deal. His dad, also a former Ram player, he always called heads. That's just something they always do. And because technically the Patriots are the visiting team, they get to do the call. So – this is almost a lock that you, you go ahead and go with heads here because Slater always calls heads and they're going to he's going to be the one making the call. So this seems like a go ahead and fire on heads here for the pregame flip.
2: That's deep. You heard it here. Yeah. You heard it here. I like that. I like the theory behind that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to punch that one myself.
1: Yeah, I am, too. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, so that's definitely what I'm going with. The other one is. Uh, the team that wins, what will they choose? You know, will they choose to defer or will they choose to, to get the ball? And what I thought is interesting is with Brady or with a uh, Belichick, I should say, New England has deferred 48 out of 50 times since the option was introduced six years ago. So that's that's kind of shocking. Like yeah. that's very consistent there. And that's the thing, right? We always see that with Belichick. That's one of the the great things about the Patriots with Tom Brady is they always defer. And then they always try and score right before halftime, right? So you end up kind of getting that. That's how teams get washed away so often by the Patriots is, you know, Brady will do a little two-minute drill before halftime, and then they usually get the football after halftime. And then they go up two scores on you, and then a lot of times it's over.
2: And I'm looking here at Action Network to to, at the article. So this one makes sense to me. Steven Gostowski touchback on his first kick, plus 180, almost 2-1. to Touchback rate this season is 62%. Gostowski gets no return on 53.8 of them. But a weird thing here is the ball seems to carry in Atlanta. I know it's it's indoor, but for whatever reason, 70.6% of the home kickoffs went touchback in that stadium in 2018. 70% compared to 395 by that Falcons kicker. So you're telling me that... There's that big of a difference for him? We're talking about him specifically, not even any other visiting teams. That Matt Bosher, 70% of them went into touchback territory on home. 39 on the road. That's a big discrepancy, and now you're telling me that Kostowski can't hit his season mark, which is fifty three percent, in the in the in the league median sixty two, and you are getting two to one almost one eighty. That's a that's worth a little bet.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of alarming. And you know, Belichick's one of those guys where sometimes he will you know have him try and kick it a little short so that he can force the return. But in the game against the Rams, like I, you know, that's kind of worrisome to me. Like I. I don't want any kind of run back for a touchdown change in the game. If I'm a guy like Belichick, I, w- I want to make him earn it and go down the field. And, you know, so if he does pop up a short one and they run it back, that's not what Belichick's looking for. So I think, I think you're onto something here, Jerry. I think they just pounded out of the pound out of the end zone the whole time. That's probably going to be the case. So that's definitely another one to fire on. There's a lot of these little good Super Bowl bets that, you know, th- there's a lot of articles on them and. We found some really good one here guys. So, I found one on CBS Sports if you guys want to check that out. That's kind of the one I'm looking at. Um so if you want to check that out, go go for it. You got any other ones, Jerry? Anything else that's kind
2: of the Gatorade props? Yeah. That's always one that gets uh some action. What do y'all guys think about this year? Do Is there anything you're leaning to?
1: Man, I don't know, right? Like there's got to be Somebody knows, right? How can you be friends with that guy? The guy that knows what color the Gatorade is.
2: Yeah. From 2007 to 2010, clear liquid, maybe it was possibly watermelon or strawberry flavored Gatorade or plain old water was dumped on the winning coaches. Purple and yellow Gatorade has been used in two times since 2000. It is orange. That's truly shined as the color of choice from the winners of the NFC. Orange reigned supreme in Super Bowl bosses of the coach McCarthy. They used it and Sean Payton both used it when they, uh, whenever they won. So I don't know. Since Super Bowl 35, the color of Gatorade has only matched the team color scheme twice. So people that say, man, if they win it, they're going to use this color. Don't necessarily use that theory.
3: Ooh. I wonder if it's like a location thing, like what color sells the most where the Super Bowl is at, and therefore it's easier to get large quantities of it. And maybe that's the reason, because honestly, orange sucks. So how, <laughs> how orange has been the favorite for all these years is, is mind-boggling, because I hate orange Gatorade.
2: Last year, it was, it was crazy, and uh, we had a little family get-together, and then we'd gone down to the tiebreaker at the end, and we couldn't figure out what color that Gatorade was because the angle of it. And uh, I forget who had gotten crowned champion because we thought it was. And then on the replay on the other way, when you saw it, you clearly saw it was urine yellow. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was, so so then it was a recount and and money had to be shifted around, man. <laughs> but at a family party, <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Here's one of the other ones I really like too is the length of the national anthem. And you did a little research on this, didn't you, Jerry, for for Gladys Knight on previous performances that she's done. It looks like the the over under on what I'm looking at right now is about
2: 107 seconds
1: um you did a little recon on this what, what did you find
2: out In night uh she did 92 seconds before on one that uh and the last time that she was asked to do one which was years and years ago but 92 seconds is what i found which is well under the uh, yeah. i think it's 147 you think? 107
1: 107 yeah i mean that that is i mean that's not just by a second or two you know so i'm yeah. kind of i'm kind of leaning on the under there i mean that that's all you can go off of is is what they've done in the past so that makes a lot of sense it was
2: 28 years ago though don't Ooh. get me wrong uh we think 19, slowed down a 1991 bit. let me take you back
1: <laughs> she slowed down over the years and it's gonna add another 10 seconds that's when you got to really
2: start uh handicapping here does old age affect the the vo- the vocals the do, do they want to extend these notes or they want to get in and out
1: well, based on seeing Guns N' Roses somewhat recently, I would definitely say age affects the vocals. That is, <laughs> that is for sure. Um, so yeah, maybe she's a... And do they milk it, right? You know, if you get kind of fancy and start doing a bunch of vocal runs and, oh, you know, man, waiting, for, waiting for the crowd to do their thing and... You know, that that could be a problem. That's the worst
2: when you got the under and then they hit that last note and then they're like, and then they go up again. And you're like, no, 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 no. Just stop. Just stop. And then they and then they swing their hand. and You're like, please just stop this. Stop singing. And then you lose or you're off within like a second and you catch yourself being like, so what's the official number here? And you find out how much of degenerate you really are. You're searching online for an official number. And it's just like, what's official here? Somebody give me something because my aunt was talking at the beginning. Of it, or or does it start whenever they they you know what I mean when yeah. does it officially start? Whenever they start the they open their mouth or the or the first note? Like it's just so many it's it's so hard to get that official number. It, it
1: is because I'm that degenerate too, where I'm sitting there with the little stopwatch function <laughs> on my cell yeah. phone, and, yeah. and I'm like you. Like is it when she sings the first note, or if they're accompanied? Is it when the the music kicks in? Like when does it really start? So I'm with you, and then I'm looking <laughs> online looking for an official post time. Last year
2: I went back in watched... Uh, th- last year, the Dilly Dilly was really uh, important around this time. It was really a popular yeah. campaign, and uh, I went back and watched it because they had the Dilly dillies that would be set in that commercial, and I forget what it was. It's been so long, but I went back and watched them, and only one had gone over the, the total thing, but I mean, to sit down and, and, and I, I count them myself and then have my wife sit down and be like, hey, did you count 23 of them? Because I counted 23, and she's like, no, 24, and then it, it, it was it was a hassle doing... It was like six of them again i I found myself after it was all said and done what is wrong with you (laughs) what is wrong with you no doubt about
1: it when you're sitting there counting dilly dillies running your dvr back and i mean let's face it i'm I'm having a lot of cocktails, you know, during this thing, you know, and I'm trying to keep up with all this stuff, and it's hard to do. I guess that's why, like the the Super Bowl parties do better than bars do a lot of times, you know, because people want to be able to sit around and, and do the prop bets, and they want to be able to, to hear the TV, and they they want to know all this stuff, and you know, you know how it is. Sometimes when you're at a sports bar, it's kind of hard to hear everything. So you know, you can see why these Super Bowl parties are popular. Yeah, it's, uh,
2: it's, it's it's a spectacle of it, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's a whole day, but it's the only time that you'll have your wife saying, "Yeah, cool, we're gonna." go watch it you know what i mean we're yeah. gonna go hang out and it's it's not even just the super bowl aspect of it it's everything that comes with it and it's a sad sad reality we have one meaningful game one and 1.25 meaningful games with yeah. the pro bowl today yeah. <laughs> 1.25 meaningful games the 0. 0.25 for the degenerates like myself that will be hitting the under at some point or another
1: i, I do want to ask this as a a guy that likes the texans do you want to see deshaun really play and risk him you know what i mean That's like, what
2: i'm saying do you want to see uh, deshaun out there
3: i do for more for him you know like he i mean i guess he earned it he, you know he was a backup backup but you know he played well this year and I, he's a young kid so i think that the more pro bowls he gets elected to, the order he gets, he's gonna be more inclined to opt out of them. So it'd be nice to see him play a little bit, maybe just a drive or two. Do I like more than that? No, absolutely not. But I mean, honestly, like, is the risk of him getting hurt in a game that's half-ass played? What's
2: really? the worst? What's the worst All Star experience to you guys out of the three main sports: the baseball, the the football, and basketball? Oh,
1: man, that that's tough. I mean, the baseball one. It's okay. It's fun to see those guys painting corners at 98 miles an hour and, you know, seeing the best hitters in baseball. That one's, I think, baseball one's pretty good. So, uh, in basketball, they don't play defense, right? I mean, it's no, just like a jump shooting it's contest. Like, it's like
3: the Globetrotter game. Yeah. But the thing is, is at least they're.
2: The doing, weekend itself is nice, though. The, yeah. The
3: weekend, at least they're doing something entertaining. At least they're going up for high flying dunks and blocks. Like, yeah, they're putting up a ton of points, but they're doing something that's entertaining. And football. Half the time they're not playing; the other half they're they're barely playing. I mean, these guys don't care. I mean, it's it's, and a lot of and that's the thing too. I hate that it's before the the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, if, for you real. Wanna, if you want if you want to see more of the better players, have this thing after the Super Bowl in Hawaii. Like I don't know why they had to change this stuff. Start doing the draft, putting it in Orlando, all this boo boo stuff. But yeah, football for me is the one. Like like I said, like I won't even like I won't even turn this game on sometimes. And if I do, it's usually on mute. So, Will you
2: be an XFL guy, Cam, whenever it starts? Is that going to continue your football season so where you don't have that gap?
3: Uh, yeah, because, you know, honestly, when we used to have an, an arena league, I think it was like the, the Monsters or something back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I went to a few of those games. So I'm actually pretty excited to see uh, how this plays out. I've actually started looking at, uh, at uh, positions. How about you, Jerry? Really? I'll probably well, – I like football, man. If it's on –
1: you Is know, there fantasy?
2: Because we're going to hit Yeah, the if there's
1: fantasy, I will be in on that. There's no doubt about it. I, that's how much I love fantasy, though. You know, like, I, I'll find a way to, to, to draft a team or at least do daily with this stuff. I mean, that'd be fun, right? It's you don't know a lot of the players, but a lot of them you might know because you know them from college. You know, so you might end up knowing more players than you think in the XFL. They were, you know, guys like Tebow, that they, they were big. Or in you college. can look up their criminal records real <laughs> easy on public records. No, I'm just joking.
2: No, for real though. Uh if there's a way, there's a will, and there's a will, there's an angle, and we're gonna find that on this show. We'll be back. This is Moneyline ESPN 975.
0: touch me don't touch me don't touch me right of pressure with the vvs i try to follow like you worship twitter twitter
3: follow the show on twitter at moneyline975
0: hey get out the way get out the way is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
1: All right, we are back. You are listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Jerry Bow, Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam. We've been getting into all these prop bets, a lot of Super Bowl matchup stuff. I mean, we've done a little bit of everything today. We've even had some poker talk. Shout out to Prime Social for having Jerry out the other day for the tournament. And uh, let, let's get into a, a few of these. I think one of the big matchups in this Super Bowl, and I, let's get into this a little bit. How about Aaron Donald and, and Dominic Sue? Him, them in the middle, basically. That's where Brady, he struggles, right? That's over the years. You hear get, get pressure up the middle in Brady's face, get him off the spot. And with Sue and Donald, I mean, you have two of the best interior guys on the planet to do that. So it seems like a good matchup. And Brady, he had a passer rating of about 71 when he was under pressure this season. And when he was clean, his passer rating was about 105. So, you know, that's going to be really important for them to get in there and get in his face and and wreak some havoc if they want a chance at beating Brady. Because if he's allowed to just sit back there all day – you know, he's going to go bananas, and you see that. And The other thing that I thought was interesting to kind of tie together with this is Brady, on average, was releasing the ball in about 2.6 seconds during the regular season. Like, that's how quickly he was getting rid of the football. And if you're getting rid of it that fast, I mean, does the pass rusher on the outside even really have time to get there? Probably not, but if up the middle you might have time to get there to Brady in time to get him. And I just think that's interesting because in the playoffs he's gotten even better. Now he's releasing the ball at about two point three seconds. That's what he was averaging against the the Chargers and the Chiefs. So I think this is going to be huge. Those guys in the middle, if Wade Phillips can get them schemed up, and I, I got to figure they're gonna they're gonna double team Aaron Donald, which I'm thinking Sue's gonna be kind of left in one-on-one matchups to kind of do his thing. So I think that's going to be something really important to watch during the Super Bowl. we got some really good matchups here.
2: That's where the game would be dictated. Can Brady step into the pocket rather than whenever you have these edge rushers like Kansas City, they thrived on the edge rush and never got there. It never got there. He was able – I mean, first off, it never even remotely got there. But when it did, he was able to step into the pocket. And that's what you have. If you have that problem, whenever the the pressure's coming from the interior lineman, then that's going to give him... Again, it comes down to James White game, though. So, yeah. so picture it. You do your three-step back. The, the pressure's coming up the middle. What's your first move? To look left or right to, to try to dump it? I think this is a James White game. I think it's a Gronk game also, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we, let's talk about that some. We, I remember saying, man, this seems like when we were doing that lineup, Uh, I was like, man, for some reason, it just seems like a Gronk game. Yeah. And, I mean, not that he did uh, so, so much, but in the big moments, he looked for him and he found him, and that's how they're—he's that. a big reason that they're right here. No
1: doubt about it. I think he ended up with like seven catches so he didn't go bananas but on third down he was money and it was Edelman and it was Gronk just over and over on third and long I'm sure you were screaming at your tv you know when Brady was marching down the field getting those what the three third and tens in a row he kept converting and all he's doing was going to Edelman and Gronk, and I heard so many people just like, "Why aren't you doubling Edelman? Like, what are you doing?"
2: It's just hard though, man. This this Patriots team because they can they have so many different versions they can be, and and the coaching allows them to be that. And, and, because you say is the personnel that great, or is it the coaching that can make them be that? Because you've seen him do a power run game and run it down your throat, and and keep the ball away, do six and a half minute drives. He he's had each one of those in each game, six and a half minute drives that revote Zoltan. Touchdowns. They're keeping the ball away from the other team, but how are they still scoring thirty-eight, averaging thirty-eight point seven over the last three games? How are they doing that whenever they're running the ball hard? Still, no. And then you had against uh, the Chargers, when, a, a game where they had to change it up, yeah. and you saw him come out there and just start dicing them. And uh, it's just no matter what you do, it's it, and it comes back to uh, who's. I mean, I mean, who, is there a better in-game manager than uh, who's the better in-game? Coach, is it going to be Billichick? Is it going to be McVeigh? Because we know we know what Billichick is. If you give him time to prepare, yeah. Is he who makes the better changes here? Who makes the more uh, the m- m- more adjustments? Because that first quarter is going to be a, a bunch of. Let me see what you got. In the last eight Super Bowls, the, in the Brady Billichick era, the Patriots have scored a total of three f- points in the first quarter. They're yeah. not. They don't. And that's what's crazy. Yeah. A lot of those times, they're shut out. They don't score touchdowns or anything like that. They're they're, they're a bad first-quarter team in these these, uh, Super Bowls.
1: That kind of surprises me. And, man, they got out going quick in the playoffs this year. Maybe they've kind of changed something a little bit. I was just amazed on the Patriots did everything they wanted to do against the Chiefs. They wanted to limit Tyree Kill from killing them, right? guy had one catch in the whole game. And I, I read an article how they broke down what they did. They took an undrafted free agent, but the guy ran like a 4-3, just a really fast dude, and they put him on Tyree Kill – on short routes, the guy just chased him all over the field because he can run 4-3, so he could, for the most part, keep up with Tyreek Hill. And then when he would go deep, they'd get the safety involved, so then he'd be getting doubled on those plays. So, you know, Patriots go into that game. we got to slow down Tyreek Hill. One catch for the game. What else? Oh, uh, we got to take away Kelsey. Well, he didn't have a very good game at all. He scored, but he didn't put up many uh, in a receiving yards. He didn't have a big game. So they're like, we're going to make you beat us by running the ball. And we're gonna make you know Mahomes have to do it himself without his big weapons. We said this on the show last week. Remember, we were like fire on the Sammy Watkins, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. on the over under on his receiving yards because we knew Belichick is gonna take away Kelsey, he's gonna take away Hill, and he did exactly that. And then Sammy Watkins goes for a hundred yards. So it was really strange. They had Stephon Gilmore on him on Sammy Watkins, which going into that game you wouldn't think they're gonna put their best corner on Sammy Watkins, but they did. So Belichick, man, this guy knows what he's doing and you talk about who's gonna have the better in game adjustments. In reality, it's Brady going up against Wade Phillips and you know, mm. and it's you know, oh. Sean McVay you know, going up against them. So when it comes to Wade Phillips against Brady, I'm going to take Brady. I mean, Wade Phillips is great and all, but we've seen him here as a defensive coordinator, guys. It's usually not super disguised. You know, Wade's kind of a guy that keeps his defense, for the most part, pretty simple so that his guys can be kind of free to play. So if that's the case, man, I think Brady's going to take advantage of that. And I think James White's going to be a big part
2: of it. When we say the Patriots like to take away your best option, yeah. What is it that they're going to look to take away from this Rams team that the MVP of the team Gurley isn't that as of late. I don't I don't know if it's so much Game's rhythm that he's not finding. I don't know if it's an undisclosed injury. I don't know what it is, but for him to get what six touches or something, I mean, yeah. uh, that's incredible, incredible. Yeah. You, if you would have told me that in week five or six of the season, like, hey, they're going to get to the playoffs, they're going to get, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and and he's not going to be touching the ball, you you would say that's a lie. There's no way they can do that. So, are they going to? concentrate on stopping Gurley, which might not even be in the game? Are they going to say, no, Golf is going to beat us, and we got enough cornerbacks, our two cornerbacks are good enough. Are they going to say the familiarity that they have with Cooks? They know who he is somewhat, right? From 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 being there. Sure. Do they know what he? Uh, are they scared of him? Or the, the, do they know how to limit the long ball from him? Uh It's it's bad because the Rams don't really have a, a tight end to, to alleviate the pressure. So it's really Gurley, CJ, and then those two. You know the two the two uh, with Woods and and Cooks, the two receivers, but. Are those two receivers good enough to beat those two defensive backs consistently and get open before the pressure can get there that you speak of? Or uh, That's where the game is. That's where the game is. is right there. It is, and
1: it's interesting you say that because it makes you wonder. Like Brandon Cooks, he's a similar receiver to Tyreek Hill, right? They're about the same size, both fast guys. Yeah. If that plan worked so good on Tyreek Hill last week, do we see the same thing on Cooks this week where they take that undrafted corner who just runs a 4-3 and he just chases Cooks all over the field? And whenever he goes deep, they, they stick the double team on him? I mean, and makes then they sense. don't have to
2: worry about shading on Kelsey because right, you know, they don't have a Kelsey. Have a Kelsey. So then Wood. you ask, is Robert Woods that great to beat me one-on-one? They got one person that can lock him down uh, to, at least somewhat. So yeah. you ask yourself, how are they going to move the ball consistently to be able to beat them? It's just it's a tough, tough game. That's where, it's, that's where the game is right there in –
1: It is, and that's why Belichick's so smart, right? He's probably going to come out and be like, guys, we're going to need Gurley to to rush for 100 yards this week so we can beat him. You know, because if they're rushing and eating up all that clock, they're not firing down the field to Cooks. They're not firing it down to to Robert Woods. I I really think that could be part of the plan is like, man, let's just, you know, let's shorten the game. We know how explosive the Rams are. They they really are. So I'm sure Belichick's thinking that. I think it'll be a similar game plan to last week against the Chiefs. I just think Belichick will have a little something because if he allows Wade Phillips to think all week, that's how he's going to, or that uh, McVeigh, if he's going to allow them to think, that's how he's going to guard them. The McVeigh's going to have some ways, you know, he sees what they did to Tyreek Hill. He's going to have some ideas on how he can get Brandon Cooks open. So I, I don't. I think Belichick's too smart to do the exact same thing. I, I think he might tweak it a little bit.
3: Yeah, I honestly think that Belichick is going to play this game similar to how they played against the Chargers. Um, I'm, not, I'm not comparing the players, but it's a very similar team in the fact that Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley are both good running backs. They can both catch great running backs. that can catch the ball. They both have talented wide receivers. They both lack a tight end. And defensively, they're, they're similar too. So I think Belichick is going to play it more closer to how he did the Chargers. Um Ooh than he is Kansas City. And
2: also, you got to think about this young plague offensive guru thing going around right now. Everybody wants him. Who's yeah. the original original one, McDaniels? I mean, yeah. how does he feel right now saying, hold on, who are these? Yo, yo, wait up. I was the first one around this, and y'all trying yeah, to— I was the original teenager. Y- yeah, the like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? All of, y'all trying to trump my stuff? Like, uh, like, hold on. And at the end of the day, he's going to have some stuff schemed up as well. How much do you trust Peters? You know what I mean. It, 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 is Peters the name? Because I saw him run into his own guy last week in the goal line, and he he set the pick for the other team. Yeah, and it's like. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Do the Patriots receivers, are they good enough to to beat these guys? I know Edelman's going to do his thing on these intermediate routes, but are they big enough to to get the big plays on them? Because you can limit them to these small. It's just it's just tough. It's so tough. One thing, like I said, I'll go back to you, though. The slow start in Super Bowls for the Patriots. A grand total of three first quarter points in eight Super Bowl games. Total wow. three, not average, or total. The Pats' defense, though, they're also solid in the first, and they've held combined po- uh, uh, the the opponents to a combined 24 first-quarter points in eight games. So that's nothing in eight games. The first-quarter spread, Patriots minus a half a point over under 10.5.
1: Wow. So, I mean, that— it's a tough line, right? We've been talking about that. So this might be the angle here: is they're going to get off slow. You know, maybe off it's slow. Gonna, it's I like be that. A under there. I will say this: this completely backfired on me in the national championship game. You know, I have a theory. That a lot of it's not just my theory. A lot of these games start out kind of slow, like Jerry's talking about, because the teams are feeling each other out. They're a little bit nervous, right? So a lot of times it starts out kind of slow with the points. I thought that was going to be the case in the national championship game. And then just, pick six. boom, yeah, pick six. And then after that, it Bomb. was just, yes, <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we were real early in that game, and I was already like, oh, man, I got to go back to my bookie and double down on some other bets to make that back up. And speaking of which, guys, the reason Vegas, and they put lines on all these games is – it makes the games more interesting so you can go to my bookie and bet on them guys and just remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with my bookie's the online destination to get action on any game or, or horse racing if you want to check out fred's column today for the horse racing you can go bet those horses on my bookie they're safe reliable they've been in business for years that's why jerry and i use them and recommend them they have in-game betting live betting i can't tell you how many times Game wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go. I jumped in on some in-game betting, and, and I made my money back. That's something that you can do on MyBookie, guys. They also have fantasy stuff. When football season comes back around, it's great. Just get on your computer or your phone, go to MyBookie, and they will match half of your deposit with the promo code RADIO. You put in 100, they'll put up 50, guys. So just use that promo code RADIO. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.
0: We used to kick it, how you hang on me. Hop in the busy group and blow the brains out of you We're not the same, one on the North division. you your brain, yell, we you like it's an auction. Get the chopper under my total, like it's a car I met the man talk the man I had to get it. Twitter.
3: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 975
0: All of our wrist and right on my
3: clothes. What? Hold on, mommy, you sweet. You sweet. Oh, babe.
0: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie, live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
1: All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. If you want to miss or check out anything you missed on the show, Podcast Arena, Moneyline, click on it. You can check on any of the plays that we had for this week. Anything else, we've covered a lot of stuff today. A lot of Super Bowl, as you can imagine, and a lot of gambling. A little bit of Pro Bowl, too. We're... Kind of kind of leaning towards the under here on the point total on the pro Bowl today, so if you're a degenerate like us and you want to get some action on the pro Bowl, we think that's probably the the way to lean. Jerry's also got some soccer plays on sports map. What are they missing, Jerry? You got all kinds of stuff popping every day, right?
2: Let's go ahead and release something right now. We're looking at the PSG over in France. I will be posting that on Sports Map right now. But yeah, if you're listening, go ahead and hit that over. I'm gonna have a People's Parlay today. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna. It, it's the first weekend that we've had a long time. Uh, Sunday that we've had a long time that we don't get out of here and and go straight to watch football or wait. To last week was so amped up in here, and now that it's g- pretty much gone. And we have uh, an intramural game today of football. <laughs> then we just try to find other spots. So I'm gonna be firing off basketball. I'm gonna be firing all types of stuff. So just just stay tuned to everything on Sports Map. I'm gonna be hitting those uh, horse bets. Honestly, like, a, yeah. A, a, what else is there to do for a degenerate like me? And what better than to have a boss that's an expert yes. with horse racing? I t- I posted last night, man. Get you a wife that lets you talk to about uh, p- poker stories to her, and I have that. Also, get you a boss that you. Can invent your poker too because yesterday i shout out to my uh, to fred fower man he's our boss and he's he's wonderful i I was able to hit him up yesterday on the way home and and just like why and you know he he set me straight kind of like hey this is it and you just need that sometimes when you when you make a bad move on a poker table and you ask yourself why did i do that and i appreciate that boss get you one that that allows you to do that
1: (laughs) no doubt about it that's that's a good match right there and you know we really work with a lot of talented people up here that know their stuff so we're really fortunate to to know these guys and be able to pick their brains a little bit because we're not going to see every angle you know that that's how it goes it's so,
2: then it, no way and like i said when people come up to me and they ask me about a random basketball school uh college and and, and i could tell you the stats i could tell you the kin palms on them i could tell you the pace i could tell you but whenever they start talking about individual players and and what the high school one, and then it, it it's different now if you go to someone like AJ, that's his cup of tea. That's why he's starting a a podcast with arguably one of the best basketball handicappers in the nation in Brad Powers. I'm telling you guys, listen to it. I'll be all over it to match that with my numbers, but I'm a numbers guy. I move money and, and I find spots and I look where the public is and I look to see if the public is right or wrong. Did the number pass my red spot? I use different theories, different different formulas you could say that tell me if that number moved past where I needed it to be. Is it gone too far? Do I need to let the game start? Do I need to go to my book? You open up that live page and say, man, I missed it. But if this team in basketball does, comes out soft within seven at the 17 minute mark, three minutes into that college game, I can catch up. Let me wait. Let me wait, or is there a quick three fouls that happen in uh, in NBA? It's so it's so good. I use the I use the Sixers example a lot to people say, when do you live bet them, Or, or you know, so when they start you know and Ben Simmons is running the ball up there it runs a little bit faster it seems to me um they get into the play quicker now whenever he leaves and towards the end of the first quarter you see that rotation and then you see Embiid get the ball a lot in the post and they run from that and he's a little bit further from the basket and 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 you know he's a great passer out of the post but at the end of the day it still slows down the pace so those are the things that you realize all right Ben Simmons usually leaves towards the end of the first quarter and then it revolves around Embiid in that rotation or you know whatever the case may be and it changes a lot, and but but once you get that down, you start looking at same thing with football. Is this team a good third uh a third down team, and is the other team struggle? Is the other team content to where they're at? Uh, Look aheads. Is the is is this game for a basketball team? Are they favored by fifteen today? But then tomorrow they play a divisional uh, you know a, a conference opponent, uh, somebody that's better in the standings than them. Do they need to hurry up and win this game and check out? Are, are they, how many games have they played this week? How much days of rest is it? One day rest, two day rest. All those kind of things are what you look for and, and while you're making the bet, and that's why it's so hard to make these live bets because you. I have all these things put up. I have first first half margins. Um, a second, how does the team run when when these three guys are the focal point? All these kind of things you're looking to, it and you're watching the number move. You're watching the number move, I'm watching it, and you finally you're like, okay, it's right there. I know that I have the the better second team. Uh, in the second quarter, they're starting off with this, you know, with their second rotation in the in NBA, and I know I'm in a better spot when Schroeder is running the ball for the Thunder. And he runs it faster than uh, unbelievably. Like you think, like that, that Westbrook goes up there and gets the offense running faster. Whenever Schroeder's in there, they run it a little bit faster there, and you get a lot of points because he likes to dr- drive, kick and draw. It's just little things like that that you when you, once you watch it and you see it, you learn it and you know those spots. And as soon as those they start making those, as soon as it goes into to foul trouble or or and you see two fouls on on the prime interior defense guy, then you know that the other teams about to start driving. So why not pick your spot there? Just little things like that, and I can go on forever about little situational spots. But that's what I look for, and I, I literally have three three computers pulled up, three TVs, and I'm going like it, there's never a stop. So whenever I'm typing like two forty point five live, by the time I hit enter, it's changed.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's the thing, right? is you're sitting there and. You know, you're tweeting live, too, and you're trying to get it out to people. A lot of time, the, the lines move by the time the person reads your tweet. It's tough, right, because tough. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have gotten it where Jerry got it at, but I just missed it. So th- that stuff does happen. You talk about all the TVs. One of the big things you like to bet on is like Premier League soccer, right? You do a lot of that. You actually you like I saw you at Nick's place watching the games when we did our our Christmas party. Nick's is a great place to check out those Premier League games, right?
2: And that's another thing. Whenever uh, this the show, it winds down the football aspect of it. So in the next few weeks, we're. Uh we're gonna start heading over to Knicks on these games. Sundays. There's fo- their soccer the Saturday mornings. You have the big English Premier League slate. We're gonna head over there, grab a couple beers, yeah. and that's gonna be our soccer spot. He, he, this is what he wants. He wants to cater to a soccer crowd. He wants to open up what he what he shows, and they show everything there from hockey, basketball, yeah. any game you want. They're gonna have it there. Now they opening up early on a Saturday morning. Get in there, watch the games. Every Sunday, uh, we're gonna try to get out there, and like I said, we're gonna grab a few beers. Y'all come on out. Anybody that wants to come out, bet these these bets that uh, that we put on Sports Map, and come out and watch them live. We'll be glad to have you out. It's gonna be a great time.
1: No doubt about it. It's Nick's is great, and I, and I love watching these soccer games because I have a really good good friend of mine. Kind of got me into watching the Premier League, and he got me into it by we. A lot of times we'll play drinking games. You know, it's like you see a flop, that's a drink. Somebody gets a yellow card, finish your beer. Somebody yeah. <laughs> gets a red car, finish your beer again. I mean, we do that the whole time and man, it, it makes it a lot of fun, man. And there's plenty of flopping going on. That's for sure. Cause I mean, it's soccer, but it's fun to watch. Right. And, I had no idea how big a fan I would become. So I'm really, I'm really getting into it. And, you know, I I understand the sport better now too, after I've watched it a little
2: bit. And, and I don't know if you've been around any kind of soccer environments and how it works, but the the people are wild. It's, it's, it's a lot different than watching football or especially basketball where you're sitting down. I mean, it gets, it gets wild. And that's where we want to get a big crowd going. Like I said, I'd love to see y'all come down there and we're all betting and we're all watching the games and Nick's going to be happy to have us. So just, Looking forward to that in the next two or three weeks. We're going to start heading up there after the show.
1: No doubt about it. Next place, great place to check that out. Hey, it's fun. If you would start drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning and watching some They welcome soccer, that. They, yes. they
2: want that. Come on in. Let's get drunk. And and they got a lot of good, good food there. It's not your regular old bar food. That's one of the best cauzones I've ever had.
1: No doubt about it, guys. And we're almost up at a break, but I did want to get to this quickly before we go. Antonio Brown, do you think he's a Steeler next year? Oh, <gasps>
2: Man, you hit me. That one hits me in the gut. Yeah, I was just telling my wife the other day. I, can you imagine this year coming up? That it's not going to be no Bell, no Brown. Like everything just fell apart. Like, yeah, how did that happen?
3: Hey, but at least they have the luxury of James Conner yeah. to replace Bell, and, yeah, and, and Smith Schuster to replace Antonio Brown. I don't think Brown's gonna be back. I, I think I Pittsburgh's in enough disarray. Already with other stuff, that the last thing they're going to want is kind of have Brown's attitude messing with some of the young players like Juju Schuster. So
2: I Off the top of your head right now, Cam, where is Antonio Brown next year?
3: I Honestly, I thought he'd be in Oakland. They got the picks, and they need some talent. I know I was arguing with the dudes, uh, with Gio and them earlier, talking about how... Uh, they're like, no, nah, he's too old. Like, if they're going to rebuild, they need to get some really young players. I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't help to, or it doesn't hurt to have the top five wide receiver kind of kick that off. So I think he'll be in Oakland interesting I, i'm hearing a lot of stuff about the 49ers right now
2: man uh, yeah what rice said to him, yeah uh, you could i could see rice talking to him like hey man and yeah. he's probably one of, the, one of the only guys that brown about down to like hey man this is the great and he's got
3: that I, cali personality
2: yeah and does. just imagine he sees garoppolo over there he sees that that offense the way it runs mm-hmm. it's it's it plays out for him i'm also seeing denver at some places but then yeah. i saw that uh that back and forth between him and Sanders, you saw that, and oh, that's right. And so that I, I, I'm sure that he's going to x that out now, and that's bad for the Denver because I heard that that was a spot he wanted. But now that him and Sanders are going back, and it's crazy that Sanders comes out and tells the truth of how it really was in that. And man, I never thought that Brown was like that. I, I saw the the other guy. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget his name that's on ESPN, played on the Steelers, uh, the defensive back. Anyways, he was... Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. He talked about years back, and, 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 you know, he's a straight-up guy, and he says years back when he was still in that locker room, he saw... Brown go in there after practice and tell everybody going up to people's faces and say I run this like I am the man here I'm the one that runs this and he said it got to the point where people were just despising him but they let him get away with that and now this is what you get this is the product of what you get when you let the player get bigger than the franchise and that's the that's the Steelers that's not the Steeler way that's why they're looking at him like now like you know what and you hear them say now like I'm very doubtful that he'll be in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform and once they say it like that it's done and oh. Huh. It's done.
1: I, I think so, too. And I kind of have some thoughts on Big Ben. We'll, we'll hit that on the other side. I'm kind of wondering what life will be like for Big Ben without Antonio Brown. We'll, we'll get to that real quickly on the other side. You're listening to Moneyline. Twitter.
0: Twitter.
3: Follow the show on Twitter @moneyline975. at Moneyline97.5.
0: is Money Live on ESPN 975 and on espn975.com presented by Thrive Plus live from the ESPN 975 studios here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan
1: All right we are back you're listening to Money Line ESPN 975 uh, last segment we talked a little bit of Jerry Soccer Picks we also got into the what's going on with the Steelers and I just wanted to put a bow on that real quick with Roethlisberger, he had a great year for fantasy, and like nobody noticed it this year. I think he finished second. If Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are gone, is he even a quarterback one next year? Is he a guy that you want to be your starter? Do you think the Steelers' offense goes way down?
2: It's gonna have to man. It's just it's just sad. It's sad yeah. moments in, in Pittsburgh right now. I don't know what's gonna happen with that team. Like I don't know how long he'll stay. Yeah, and and they they've done so bad of finding him replacements. You know the, the Dobbs in the back there. He's, I mean, you don't. I'm, it's I don't know what happens. Like I said, I don't know how to explain this to my child. You know, yeah. we, we're Bell and Brown guys. Yeah. And she, to to tell her Well, neither of them they're there anymore. It's just crazy. It's just you would never have thought that both of them. But that's again, egos. That's some big egos in one locker room. And I feel somewhat sorry for for wherever they go, because Le'Veon Bell is still Le'Veon Bell. He's real immature at mind. And he just happens to be such a great player, though. But we saw the CJ Andersons of the world this year. There's guys sitting on the couches that want to play ball
1: that there is and I think Antonio Brown and and we won't stay on this forever guys just quickly I think he's moved on like he's ready for the next step he's all about being an entertainer like they have that new show the the the, <laughs> the, masks, the mask singer that's on TV now he was like one of the first guys that went out there and did it and I knew it was him because he did one of his little super bowl dances and or touchdown dances I should say and I recognized it while he was performing and and it's kind of obvious it's an athlete. And I'm like, that's Antonio Brown. And who else wants more spotlight than him? Didn't he already do Dancing with the Stars, too? Like, he is trying to get out there and push his brand as hard as he can right now. So, him wanting to get to California makes a lot of sense.
2: Let's have some fun to end this show and Let's couple, do it. Uh, a couple of fun props. Will Chick fil A be serving on a Sunday? Man, that. That's a tricky one, right? Because it is the Super Bowl, but they usually don't open on yeah, Sundays. Chick
3: Fil A was on Twitter and they said uh, they said, despite what people are hearing, it's a Sunday, so they're going to be closed. They actually got what? into a Twitter war with Burger King. Burger King tweeted them back and was like, uh, "Well, we'll actually be open." And Twitter and Chick Fil A responded with, "Well, does anybody care if you're open or not?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, according to Chick Fil A's Twitter man, as of this morning or last night, yeah, they're going to be closed. I mean, it's really strange that they
1: have a Chick Fil A in a football, in an NFL stadium to begin with, right? Since your open, your games are on Sundays, it doesn't make I, a lot I of mean, sense.
3: I, I, I get you know the reasoning, you know it's a you know whatever day of rest on Sunday, but sure. can you imagine how much money people want Chick Fil A the most on Sunday because it's always closed and it's the perfect just kind of pre-game just like meal to just go yeah. and grab with the party trays. Like, can you imagine how much? chick-fil-a can make on super bowl sunday yes and it's crazy to me that why are they there you know like how many <laughs> events do
1: they have that aren't on sundays you know i just it doesn't when they when i read it when they were opening the stadium i i thought it was really strange you know i'm like why would you put a restaurant that's never open that day in a building that Typically has events on that day. It just doesn't make sense to me. The the one cool thing is, you know, Atlanta. They're kind of they're known this new stadium for having reasonable hot dog and beer prices and oh, stuff yeah, like, like that. Oh yeah, like that. fan friendly. They're keeping it for the Super Bowls, what I've been told. Wow. Yeah, so they're not gonna crank it up and, and and double the prices of the all the food and the drinks and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that. And I was just seeing it looks like the the average cost of a Super Bowl ticket is kind of is kind of going down over the last few years, and even just this week they, they went down a little bit more than that and right now it says uh as of friday it's dropped down the average tickets about 6500 bucks is that about right does that seem like a lot does that seem like a, a good deal i mean i'd like to see another super bowl in my lifetime yeah you, know? you got lucky to see yeah. a good one though yeah you know would, is, does that sound about right if you, if you had the money would you pay 6500 bucks <sighs> for a ticket
2: if you're a nah. patriot guy nah. You're, if you're a Patriot guy, man, how yeah. many every year after year you, you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta dump out this money again. Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
2: How many songs will be performed during the halftime show? Over or under seven and a half? Last year, 2018, Justin Timberlake did 11 songs okay. solo. This year, you got Maroon Five, but he's got to mix in Big Boy and Travis Scott somewhere in there. Last time there was three people, 2016, they did six songs. That was Coldplay, Bruno Mars, and Beyonce. 2015, eight songs by Katy Perry, Miss Elliott, and Lenny Kravitz. Does the having more big stars limit the list the set list what do you think you're a musician I, like i am but th- this is kind of tricky right because you can do like the
1: half-ass version of the song yeah, you yeah. know where we're like we're gonna start on the second verse right here and you know like half the song's not even included so i'm like does that count is yeah. that a full song if they're only you got really degenerate me counting yeah. <laughs> boom
2: boom yep that's a song Yeah, like
1: oh, they didn't even play the, the first verse that's not the whole song so as a musician you know then they do a lot of those mashups and they and they move from one song to the in, in a way to where it's you know it's all put together and one song bleeds into another song. It's not your typical performance at the Super Bowl because they have such a, a short amount of time to get and all the different guests that come up. That's a tricky one because I it's going to be a shortened version of the song. So to say how many songs... That's
2: tough, man. I don't know.
1: You've got some research there in front of you. It's what nice. You it's tough.
2: Okay, so let's say as far as, oh, uh, what song were they open to? Then I guess if you're a degenerate world I am in, you start looking at, so what makes sense here? What were they open to? Do they come out with a song that they have somebody else featured to right off the top? I don't think so. I think they come out solo. And then here comes, here comes Christina Aguilera, whoever yeah. it is. And so automatically you can remove the ones with Christina Aguilera or the ones with Cardi B because supposedly she was still in protest of the nfl and doesn't want anything to do with it so eliminate those and i mean as soft as that sounds and you you've taken maybe two or three songs off that list and
1: yeah. well moves like Jagger is the one that christina does with him uh, and that's one of their biggest hits is Psst. moves like Jagger. so but
2: you could see her coming out later yeah not, and will christina aguilera make an appearance at plus 225 for the yes
1: that's interesting and i've seen them where she wasn't there, and they, he still did the song without her. I don't remember how he did it, but they have a way to do it without her. So I don't know if that necessarily, you know, just because they play that song, I don't know if that necessarily means Christina's going to be a part of it.
2: Will Travis Scott take a knee during oh, the halftime man. show? Oh, God. <laughs> Who makes
1: these? I hope not, because that's all we're going to hear about the next day instead of about the game, you know? That's... Ugh. I don't want, you know, first take and Skip Bayless and all that cracking off that Monday after the Super Bowl, talking about people kneeling and starting all that again. It feels like NFL had some pretty good PR this year for the most part, except for the Kareem Hunt thing. And uh, do we want to go back to that? Like, please, no. I, j- I just want to watch football, man. I want to be entertained. I I don't want all that other drama. That's just me personally. You know, he can do whatever he wants, but I'm just, I don't want that to be the narrative after the Super Bowl.
2: The know? narrative after last week's games, though, was Tony Romo yes. is, uh, I mean, he, he could predict reading. anything. Yes. So then all of a sudden you go to Vegas and now they got it. Will Tony Cor- uh, Romo correctly predict over or under seven and a half plays? That's a lot. Oh, that is a lot, man. So, and, and it's juiced on the over, minus 140. Really? <laughs> Will Tony Romo <laughs> correctly predict. Over or under seven and a half calls. I mean, that's a lot. That
1: is a whole. I mean, the other week when he did it was like four or five. Yeah. Wasn't it? Like, not that many.
2: <laughs> that, that's, it's just, I mean, I don't understand that one. I think I'm going under at the plus money. Okay. Another another thing going around Ted Rath, the guy that holds back McVeigh, the yes. the one that Holly's trying to take his job. She wants that job. How many times will they uh, show him holding him back? Over or under one and a half? <laughs> It's like, w- what are we doing? <laughs> probably uh, probably the over on that one. Uh,
1: they made such a big story out of it, and they're going to they're gonna show McVeigh a lot on the sidelines. He's a, you know, he's a big part of this, so that guy's going to be right next to him, and I can just see them naturally talking about it and showing that guy. The other one I think I saw was, uh, are they going to show Giselle over one and a half times <laughs> during the Super Bowl, you know, in the stands or in her little At suite? At least once. One. You would right. think, one right? One and a
3: half times? I think so. I oh, think, dude, for sure. You, you think that's the
2: over? Oh, dude. There, one and a half. I think. I think it's one and a How half. How about Donald Trump t- uh, tweets over or under six? <laughs> <laughs> on February 3rd. Just on that day? Do just they have on to that be, Do they have to be about the Super
3: Bowl?
1: Or can no, they just...
2: just on that day. Starting on February 3rd. What does my man do? Over or under six?
3: I'm going to say he's going to go on the over on that one. I, th- I, f- I think he's a big
2: Tom Brady fan. If they like... win,
3: you know he'll have a congratulations tweet.
2: And that's right? crazy oh, that y'all yeah. say that because he had one already whenever they advanced. And the over or the, the prop four, will the winning team visit the Super Bowl? Yes, minus 150. You can bet assure that of the New England Patriots – when they will be there? Now you ask yourself, yes. what's the mentality of the Rams? I could see McVeigh probably going there too, right? Like, hey guys, we got to go. We, I mean, this is his, being so young; it's such a it's such a big thing, right? Yeah. I don't see him being the one to be like, you know what, we're not going, man. Yeah. So I think that's a bet. I, I think too. that's a bet. Yes, uh, they will be going to the White House because Patriots. It's no question that they will, and I don't see McVeigh being so young and and if he accomplishes that kind of feat, knocking off the the. The mighty Patriots. Oh, I'm not going. I'm yeah. not gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna chill. No, no, I don't see that happening. Minus 150 right now, my bookie. Yes,
1: you hit on that. And Wade Phillips, he's a good old country boy. Do you think he's not gonna go to the White House? I, I yeah, yeah, I don't I don't believe that.
3: So uh, I I mean I'm sure Wade will go. Before before we end, I did want to throw a player prop bet out there that I thought was pretty funny. Because it, it correlates Tom Brady with rushing yards, but there's a player prop for Tom Brady to have over two and a half rushing yards. <laughs> two and a half. Which is something. I'm definitely going to go know. I floor. saw two one and a half. half. I that mean, saw one just and a half the ball. <laughs>
1: I saw one for a half yard. I'm serious,
2: a half yard. Yes. Imagine that. Yeah. Because the sacks it hurts you right. So, yeah. I mean,
1: and, and when you take a knee, don't you lose rushing yards?
2: I saw the other day, man. I don't want to give up the right step but just to get out of here. He was a, a I don't know a thousand career rushing yards or something, and then he had took a, a, a loss on a on a knee oh, on yeah. a knee, and they said the next drive he came out there and ran one for no reason, <laughs> stuck the ball out for like a yard and a half. Like he he wants that. So, hey, it's been a wonderful time. It's always here on Moneyline. It was a little bit different of a show because we didn't have no football today so we kind of try to wing it and just not give you too much because next week is going to be deep we're gonna hit this game from every single angle we're gonna give you all we can because it's gonna be the last football game of the year and we're gonna be hurt by heart so uh, once again like every sunday thank you for listening from josh cam my man hector and jerry bow peace Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at MoneyLine975.